0: So before rushing back into the rhythm of our lives post-holiday season, our liturgical calendar calls us to pause once again to celebrate the Feast of Epiphany. This day honors God's revelation of God's self to us in the person of Jesus. Following the star with the Magi, we will join one another on a journey towards hope. So epiphany is a moment of sudden realization, a revelation that is usually striking an unexpected moment or experience that makes you see and understand things in a completely new way. These moments usually become pivotal in life and they, the moments will guide and shape your life from that point forward. And when those revelations are about an encounter with the divine, we are connected to the deepest mystery of God. Reverend Catherine Hederle says that what we celebrate today is that deepest mystery, God's revelation to the world in Jesus Christ, born as a humble and vulnerable child in an out-of-the-way place. God with us, with us always, in our ordinary lives, through the miracle of incarnation. And in Matthew's gospel today, this revelation is witnessed first, not by the religious or political rulers of the day, but by strangers from far away. Magi who come seeking the new king. And when they find him, they worship him. And they find him not in the palace, in the expected place, but God with us in the unexpected place. So let us now turn to today's text from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter two, verses one through 12. Hear now the word of God. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men came from the east to Jerusalem asking, Where is this child, who has been born king of the Jews? For we have observed his star at its rising, and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all of Jerusalem with him. And calling together the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them when the exact time the star had appeared. Then they sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child And when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay homage. When they heard that the king, when they heard the king, they set out and there before them went the star until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. To be perfectly honest, I don't really like the cultural pressure that comes with New Year's. Resolutions, the pressure to change something about your life that you may not like, new habits, letting other ones go. And honestly, I don't wanna add any more stuff or habits into my life. If anything right now, I think we could all use a little less, less pressure, less worry stress and anxiety. But I have decided to set one resolution for this year. I am not setting any expectations for 2022. Absolutely none. Zero this year is off the hook. I have already given it a pass. And like any good resolution, I'm sure this will last a solid eight or nine days. But after having this thought the other morning, I stumbled upon uh, an Instagram post by Nadia Bowles Weber. She's an author and a Lutheran minister, and she titled her post, A Blessing for a New Year. She writes, may you give yourself the gift of really, really low expectations. May you expect so little of yourself that you can be super proud of the smallest accomplishments. May you expect so little of the people in your life that you notice and cherish every small and lovely thing about them. May you expect to get so little out of 2022 that you can celebrate every single thing it offers you, however small, because you deserve joy and no disappointment. So I wish you a happy as possible new year. This sounds like a whole lot of grace. And after two years of trying to control as many details as possible, I don't know about you, but I could use a year with lower expectations so that just maybe I can see the simple and the beautiful in new and wonderful ways to behold God in the space that is normally reserved for too high and often unmet expectations, and instead of feeling disappointment, being amazed at the divine providence of our Creator. Like the Magi's journey where worldly powers would try to manipulate and mislead them, maybe feeling disappointment in their reading of the stars and not finding the king initially but God's plan could not be thwarted, a journey towards hope that would leave them changed. And today, as we celebrate Epiphany, we honor and worship God, who revealed God's self as human in the person of Jesus. God made flesh, the physical manifestation of God with us. Entering into human history, big, incredible, all-knowing, all-loving, all-powerful God took on the form of man, beginning the same way that we come into the world, as a child. So if you find yourself feeling down this year because of unmet expectations, just picture Jesus as a rowdy and grumpy toddler, and if you still can't imagine that, let me know and I will let you borrow one of mine.
1: <laughs>
0: in this story of the Magi, God not only reveals himself to these Gentiles, but in the text, he also guides them on their journey. Stanley Saunders expresses the story of the Magi as God's hand that turns a story of manipulation and threat into a story of exuberant joy and hope. The interesting thing is that God is not mentioned in this text, but the story is all about God's divine providence. Because we know that when we are dealing with Jesus, we are dealing with God. And at the end of this scene, there is a use of the passive voice in the words, and having been warned, And this often specifies that God is the doer. God is the agent that makes life possible. God is the initiator. We are not. And as Shirley Case wrote, God makes history. God stands at the beginning and at the end of time and in the intervening area where the council of temporal events is shaped. Providential guidance is continually present. This isn't just the Magi's faith journey, this is all of our journeys. As Abraham Heschel says, faith is not clinging clinging to a shrine, but an endless pilgrimage of the heart. Over and over and over again, God reveals to us and invites us and reconciles us towards God, revealing the nature of creation and the creator, the journey towards hope that God calls us to and leads us on. But the reality is that most days, our lives fluctuate between feeling mundane Or in the midst of an almost two year pandemic, we are constantly managing anxieties, expectations, failed plans, and last minute changes, holding so tightly to our lives, begging for an ounce of control. And in the midst of all of that, God's majesty and transcendence seems to disappear. And feeling God's presence can become incredibly hard. As we journey with the Magi trying to get a glimpse of the Christ child, we beg for that kind of epiphany. We spend so much time and energy preparing for the unknown, trying to control each moment of our lives that we leave all but little space for God. And as we try to enter into the story, where the, what the Magis are facing, it's hard because We don't live in first century Mediterranean and Matthew doesn't provide a whole lot of extra details, but we do know that people did not live in houses with closets and cupboards that had stockpilings of food and clothing or water because they were present focused and each day they sought to meet their needs. There was no future or forward planning that was left to God. And people didn't just worry about their own needs, but the needs of the whole. They were concerned about the integrity of the group, and the reputation wasn't built on the back of one person, but on the community's completeness, their wholeness. John Calvin writes that as regards to humanity, God rules over it with righteousness and judgment and bears with humanity and mercy, watches over it by protecting it, and offers wis- wisdom, light, and truth. We are to wait on these things, and when they come, give glory to God. So imagine the Magi's shock and amazement when they showed up in Jerusalem to inquire about the newborn king and end up stirring up fear and unease among the Herodians, the Roman officials and the priests and the scribes. And I don't think that the Magi stopped in Jerusalem because they were lost or asking for directions. And I don't think it was an accident. Stanley Saunders writes that it unveils the inner workings and motivations of human empires and provides the foil against which the new king's display of power would show. The gathering, the healing, and the redeeming of God's people. Matthew here articulates the conflict between human power and Jesus' vocation that would run through the rest of the gospel. Herod could not stop the Magi and it was not Herod who led them to Jesus. It was and is God's revelation. God governs all by God's providence. We are nurtured and sustained, not controlled and manipulated. This journey towards hope, it is messy and it is scary and it's complicated, but we have one another. We have companions we have shared beliefs and honored differences, and if we pay attention just enough, we may even recognize when we bump into the Christ child and bump shoulders with the living God. And in those moments, to our surprise and amazement, we may even recognize the event and feel a deep, resounding sense of hope and joy As author Liz Milani writes, the journey of hope has always been the way home, the way to where you want to go, the path to the places you can't articulate or even imagine, but your life will one day bring you to. Because the truth is we cannot fully articulate the mystery of God or the places where we will go or where we have been mysteries that cannot be too closely shepherded. Sometimes we just have to stand back in the majesty when we are awake and fall to our knees and worship. Augustine warns about too much curiosity and leaving room for the mysteries of God. He writes about God's providence, that the knowledge of providence is help in all adversity and is a doctrine without which life would be unbearable. For certainty of God's providence is a solace to the believer and is able to put a joyous trust in his heart, hope. Because the truth is amidst today's text, there is also tragedy. We ultimately know what happens to Jesus. But God's providence tells us that nothing happens outside the bounds of God's grace. God is always doing something constructive in the present moment, precisely in the midst of sin and in the moments when things look the absolute worst. This journey towards hope is a countercultural movement, not one based on how many resolutions we can make and stick to, because as Nadia also reminds us, There is no resolution that if kept will make you more worthy of love. There is no resolution that if kept will make life less uncertain and allow you to control a pandemic or your children or the way that other people act. But we can hope and trust in a God who is present and loving. We can trust that on this journey we are not alone and the chaos and the worry and the fear and the evil, and even death do not have the final word. God invites us as disciples, gathering all together to worship God and to be a witness to God's power and justice in the world. And I'm already about to break my new year's resolution because I do have one expectation. I expect that God will show up in each of our lives in unique and beautiful ways. And when that happens, I pray like Mary Oliver's poem titled Sometimes that we pay attention, that we are astonished and that we tell about it. At the end of today's service, I will be in the back with a basket of stars. On each one is written a word. I invite you to take one and see where it leads you in 2022, but no expectations. You may put it in a place where you see it often in your wallet or on the fridge, or like me at the bottom of your purse, so when you finally clean it out at the end of 2022, you might be able to reflect on God's providence this year. But friends, as we each follow our own star, our own call, Know that we do it together in the midst of community, constantly journeying towards hope and by the guidance and provision of a loving God. Amen.
2: May be seated and we'll continue together in prayer. Let us pray. God of mystery, we gather to worship you. We've spent time wondering about the events that led to Jesus' birth. We ponder how God, how love itself would come down as a child. And today we consider the impact Jesus' birth would have on the world. God of mystery, thank you for your patience over these last several days and weeks. We have spent time fretting and worrying, maybe even more than we've spent time praying and trusting. And so we give thanks for the season of Christmas and for the story of the Magi, whose journey was long like ours and presented unexpected challenges like ours. As we travel into the new year, we carry with us the legacy of those we have lost in 2021 Especially, we give thanks for the heroes and sages, like Archbishop Desmond Tutu, elders and teachers, and our own mothers and fathers, siblings and spouses and friends, who have shaped and guided our lives in substantial ways. As we stand on the threshold of a new year, we consider each other, and we pray that you will draw us closer in body and spirit. We pray for this church. Guide us, and by your Holy Spirit, ignite our hearts for the gospel that all of us, every baby, every adult, every youth, every visitor and member, those who have been away since COVID began, those who have been steadfast and faithful in worship and study and mission, that we all might know and love and serve you with passion and joy as we seek wholeness and unity. Also, oh holy God, we pray for those who have not had a Merry Christmas, those who grieve, those who are lonely and brokenhearted, and the ones with the canceled plans, May you bless them with a gentle season full of love and grace. We pray that your holy hand will guide and change the stories of those who are suffering because of evil or oppressive regimes. We pray for our public servants and our leaders, for peacekeepers and our military and first responders. We pray for this city and this country and this world as COVID-19 surges again. We pray for people's health, both physically and mentally. We are exhausted and tired, and we begin to take out our aggression on others. We ask you to breathe new life into our lungs and our hearts so that our pain may be turned into love for one another. Give us the tenacity of faith to look ahead with hope and move ahead with courage. Oh, holy God, our eyes are lifted to the star, and we are ready for the journey that you have set before us. Good and gracious God, hear our prayers. We trust that you do. and the glory forever. Amen. When the Magi made their way to the manger, they came bearing gifts. And so now we too, we present our gifts. And I might suggest that you look again at your church notes where you will find information about our healthy pledge efforts for 2022, and also a request for you all to begin to consider who might be called to leadership here at Selwyn for the coming year. In the meantime, let us present our tithes and our offerings. together in dedication God by your generous spirit may you accept these our gifts of time talents and resources may they further your work of reconciliation here on earth bringing light into those places overwhelmed by darkness bless the work of our hands that your righteousness may shine for the world to see amen Amen.
0: new year may you be full of hope and taking with you a little extra dose of grace to take on 2022 knowing that God is always with you now may the grace of our Lord Jesus the love of God and the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit be with you now and always go in peace